Welcome and thank you for visiting the Straight Talk Podcast. We're talking wealth, finance, real estate. We're coming from a tell it like it is, keep it simple, help me understand, and give it to me straight approach. I'm Greg Cowan, a guy who's been working on the front lines of finance and real estate now for 20 years. We're going to help you save money, point you in the right direction, and keep it fun and keep it real. Thanks for joining. Let's roll. Hi, and welcome back to the Straight Talk podcast where me and all my great friends, I'm Greg Coward, talk about straight talk, about money, home ownership, wealth building, and all kinds of fun stuff. Joining me again, as usual, is my dear friend, Jesse Perron. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. 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 What were we just talking about? Eating the mic. Eating the mic, which is, if you're here with us in the studio, you would see us uncomfortably close to a microphone, which is really right in front of us. I know. It's like, but it sounds better when you get really close to the microphone. Yeah, you have a great radio voice, Greg. I don't. It's just second second career. It's the microphone. Um, This is Jesse. I have had the privilege of working with Jesse um, on the front lines of mortgage finance now for a decade, 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. And we uh, do good work, help folks, and you're here joining us to learn some straight talk from behind the scenes. And uh, last time, we talked about um, surprising facts about real estate. Yeah. You educated us about the word mortgage. Death pledge. Death pledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about all kinds of different stuff. It was good. Uh, yeah, learned a lot. We learned a lot. It was good. Yeah. So today... Um, Again, I'm Greg Cowart, and uh, you're listening to the Straight Talk Podcast. We're going to today cover what people say versus what they should say. Yeah. Tell them more. Ask. Tell them more where we're coming from. People come to us, and they don't know what questions to ask. They come and just ask questions that they've maybe heard that they should ask, mm-hmm. but they are not the questions that they're supposed to be asking. There's so, a lot of other information they should be digging for. To really, they are, they're coming in wanting to make informed choices and asking questions, but they're not getting informed about what they really should get informed about if they want to get educated and save money. But they don't know. They don't know. They just know what they're supposed to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go two, two directions with that. Um, we all go interact with people and buy stuff on a daily basis. Yes. Like I'm thinking about my Instagram feed. What I really should ask is, this looks really good. Am I buying a piece of crap? Because somehow whenever I click on it and it shows up, it's not well done. No. I got a Chinese Fitbit when I was supposed to get a walking treadmill. Exactly. All yeah. right. Give me another example. What's what's another example of where you just don't know what to ask, but if you knew what to ask, you'd save yourself a lot of trouble? Um, pr- probably a lot in the trade world, some contractors. Yeah. Keep going. Your doctor. Yep. Yep. You go to your doctor and you don't really know what to say. Are your home you insurance a, agent. Are you a good doctor? I mean, what, yeah, do, you, what like, do you ask yeah. a doctor? Where'd you get your degree? Wh- where'd you finish in your class? Mm-hmm. It's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of examples of this. All right, folks. Everywhere. So we are lucky enough that we help people buy houses, which means each month somewhere around 125 people call mm-hmm. our team and mm-hmm. they say, hey, let me tell you all about my finances. Help me buy a house, correct? Correct. And so we get to see this a lot. I've been doing this for a long time. Yes. What do people say? Ring, ring. I want to buy a house. My 
My cousin told me to call you. Good. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, I have been putting this off. How do I get started? Yep. Um, do you get what is your rate? Some. Not, not a ton because we've built just a, a great referral base of where we get so many past clients and people that trust us, but sometimes maybe two or three out of 10. Okay. 20%. Mm -hmm. Ring, ring. Hi, I want to buy rate? a house. What's your rate? Mm -hmm. Hi, ring, ring. I'd like to get a fence. What's your price? Mm -hmm. Ring, ring. I got a toothache. How much are you going to charge me? No, you don't even <laughs> really do that with it. That doesn't, do you take no. my insurance? There you go. I mean, do but, you take but, my insurance, but there's a lot more to know. There, there could be a lot more to know, but I don't think people even know what to ask the dentist. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, guy, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to help you out. Yeah, we're going to tell you um, what to ask. All right. Thinking about buying a house, I don't know who to start with. I've got online lenders. I've got mm -hmm. commercials with who to call, and I bank it. I saw this ad on Facebook. Yeah, bank with this bank, and. Saw mm -hmm. this credit union driving home and mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, wh what do I ask? Where, where do I go? So uh, if the answer is not, what's your rate? Why don't you give me your number one that comes top of mind for what's a good question to ask if you're thinking about buying a house? If you are thinking about buying a house, well, just like when you go to do business with anyone, when you go to the dentist, you want a good dentist, you want a professional so part of what makes you good and makes you a professional is your experience. You, people just get better the longer they've been doing it. Typically. Um, so I would say how much experience do you have? How many families do you help? Okay. What do you think about that? I think it's number one. Yeah, it's number one. I mean, I don't First care what you foremost, do. Yeah, are you going to do a good job? If you build motors or, uh, I don't know, test for cancer. Yeah, what's I mean, your experience how doing many this times job have you looked you under do? a microscope and tried to identify a unique cancer molecule? Clearly, the more you've done it, the mm -hmm. more you've learned what is something mm -hmm. you should be worried about and what's not. Yeah. And same's true in our field. Of, yeah, really true in our field because every we're dealing with humans and houses and people going through transitions and different loan programs and got different guidelines. The more repetition and the more we've seen the better we yeah the better we get at this everyone's different yeah you know if you hire certain fields you could say what school did you go to mm -hmm. why can't i call you up and say did you go to the duke school of mortgage there is no mortgage school that makes our field even worse is that we're helping people buy the biggest house mm -hmm. their biggest purchase mm -hmm. an emotional place they park their family and there's no school for what we do none nope they just, I think, after the crash in 08, 09, put in some licensure. It's a tough test. Yeah, it's a tough test. But, I mean, it's more compliancy. Yeah. And, oh, it has nothing yeah, to do with It has nothing to do with, with, with do. can you help my family find a roof, you know, get for, a good. For the best, uh, yeah, best structure. Yeah, terms that yeah. fit our budget. And yeah. You know, I, I actually, you and I have hired a lot of people and done this for a while. I remember a woman. I, I think her name started with a K, and I think I interviewed her, and as I was talking with her, I realized, mm -hmm. yes, she'd been in the process doing this for like 20 years, 
but she... <laughs> I don't know exactly where you're going. She, she moved companies every year because it was at a time where if you shifted companies, people would throw you an incentive bonus to switch. And so she just basically didn't help families buy houses, but just switch company and bonus hopped. Yeah. So I think even better than how long have you been doing it, which is how many people do you help? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could be Joe Bob That's the exactly plumber right. Some, and mm. be drunk sitting on my couch for 20 <laughs> years. That doesn't mean I can walk in, immediately identify something, tell you exactly what to do, what not to spend, what the best product to buy mm-hmm. is, and how to save money yep. and get out of there in two hours. Yeah. And that's what you want. So I think, yeah, that's good. I think experience. Yeah. Well, let's let's call that question number one. All right. That's question number two. What would you say question number two is then? Um, I think money matters. So let's let's matter. let's stick with money. Um, let's go with how can you save me money? Okay. How about that one? Let's go with it. Because I think it's... This is a good one. I, I think yeah. that it, it is... I mean, I think you and I know you get what you pay for. And mm-hmm. it can be a bit frustrating when someone wants to, you know, buy a Cadillac for the price of a used banger. Because mm. it just doesn't work that way. Mm, you know, with any product. I like to talk about toilet paper. I mean, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And the same's true if you're going to hire someone to help you through the mortgage process. But at the same point, money really does matter. Price yeah. is important. Yeah, money does matter, but that's there's more to money than. Yeah, you know, I have one right now, and actually, she texted me just before we started this, Mm -hmm. and it is a woman who has bought multiple homes, Mm -hmm. literally owns two homes outright, very sophisticated. She's a doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, we're talking multiple degrees. Been through a ton of school. (laughs) And the way I'm going to help her save money is we're in a market where interest rates are going to drop. And I'm trying to tell her to take the highest interest rate at the lowest cost. Yep. And she, you would have thought I was either the sleaziest salesperson (laughs) or conked her on the head with a hammer. I mean, she was just like, why wouldn't I take the lowest rate? And she's buying a big house. And I'm like, Dr. Blank, that rate cost you $12,000. And we believe, I believe you're going to be redoing this mortgage in a year. Mm -hmm. Take the mortgage with no cost. And as time speaks, she's been under contract for a week, closing soon, and is arguing with me. So I think giving me my number one way I could save you money is giving you really great advice Mm -hmm. specific to your intention on how you plan on living in this home. Yeah, because it's a long-term investment. It's an investment. Yes, and how you set up the mortgage depends upon how you plan on having the home over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I right now know that, that we're in a weird world where if I call you and I'm going to buy a house up on a mountain mm-hmm. called a second home, that at some point, mm-hmm. if I buy it as a rental, I get better loan terms than if I buy it as a second home. I mean, and that's even changed in the past year. It has. It, it, two years ago, it was a big deal. But now this landscape's shifting so much. So even just listening to what your purpose is Mm -hmm. and how to structure things and set things up is a great way to save someone money. Yeah, navigating between the programs, the structure, the intention. That's right. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) I have one right now. The guy I was talking to this morning, they're buying from – they're living – where were they they living there? I don't know. I wasn't on the call. uh, Thailand. Thailand. Wow. I thought I had told you about them. Well, you told me you were talking to someone in Thailand this morning. Um, Yeah. 
yeah, they're living in Thailand and going, they're going to buy a house here. And so one way I know we're going to help them save money is with how to structure it. It's truly going to be, I mean, it's technically a, a second home. Yeah, they're going to have multiple homes. But yeah. we're going to structure it as their primary. Yep. That helps save them money. Yep. And there's certain rules. There's certain rules they have to meet, criteria. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll make sure we hit, hit all that. Yeah. Um, but then one of the things that they're looking at is a home that needs a little love. Yeah. So helping them structure is mortgage insurance really that bad? Putting a little bit less down, using this mm. money for their renovations. Yes. And then their value is going to increase. And then yep. we're going to refi with the boom and as rates go back down in 12, 18 months. And then we'll get the mortgage insurance. Like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like this elaborate plan that's going to actually save the money and has zero to do with what's your rate. What's your rate? Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. I feel compelled to say something very ego-driven at this point. So okay. I, I talked to someone in Turkey last night. The country. Did you? Not like you with tr- with the turkey. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, it's just cool that just you and I just had two international calls within 12 hours. Yeah. Um, which is also unique is that we do get plain vanilla. There are customers who call us and mm-hmm. they have a 780 credit score and are moving over $50,000 of equity and sold their house last year and it's sitting in a savings oh, yeah. account. And, um, you know, it, but even that, even like even right now, humans 50, always have 15 year on. mortgages are a disaster. They're not even yeah. worth getting. Yeah. I had that last, I had that last week. I had a guy who called me and wanted a 15 year mortgage. You're I'm like, like no. we'll do the 15 year mortgage when we refinance in a year. Not mm-hmm. now because it's, it's not the right play. And I think this comes to the problem, which is, can I just call you and ask one rate? And choose amongst the simplest thing because I'm really busy. And I think that's the challenge of the marketplace we're in. We're in such a click here to order on Amazon world that we're applying that logic to the complex world of finance and the even complex world that not everybody's the same. Mm -hmm. And Jesse, I really appreciate you telling me all these questions I'm supposed to ask, but I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for this. So what's your rate? Well, then you probably aren't a good fit for our model. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm not going to say think, it. I'm I not going to say it like that. But is, just that that direct question might. I mean, we can work that way. But, I can tell you my rate. But, but we've we've just talked about four people. Mm-hmm. And, and the mistake they make when they go with that question mm-hmm. costs them. I mean, my doctor, oh, we're yeah. talking she's going to make a $15,000 mistake by buying an interest rate when we're going to be a full 0.75 to mm-hmm. 1% lower in 12 to 18 months. That's a $16,000 mistake. Mm-hmm. So look, I'm sorry, doc, <laughs> but you might even you take an hour. Take, yeah, you're take not making $16,000 an hour. Right. You're it's not. It's important. It's worth it economically. To sit down and chat, the problem is you just can't find mortgage finance people that want to chat. No, they want you to go apply online. Apply online. They're busy. Too. Here's my rate. And so we're locked into this bizarre dance where the client wants it quick and easy. Of course, the lender's not going to argue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to be quick, quick and easy. Quick and easy here. Uh, here's a number. I had a woman last night or last week. She's an appraiser. And she told me what kind of mortgage she has. And I asked her a couple questions. And I realized she's in the wrong loan. And we're not mm-hmm. talking like, oh, no big deal. The loan she's in carries a 1.75% upfront charge. And it's a $500,000 mortgage. Mm. That's 
nine grand she spent on a loan that was probably good for the lender, but yep. not the right choice for her. So I, you know, I actually with what question to ask is how can you save me money? This is bizarre. My response might be, let's take the time to talk, have me listen, yeah. use my 20 years of experience to then make suggestions for you about how to structure your home finance so we can save you the most money. Mm-hmm. Right. Not just save money in one way, but save money as a whole. It's a holistic picture. Let's go. I'm going to ask you one. Okay. This is one that people just, they know it, but they don't know it. Buying a house is really a pain in the butt. Moving's a pain. Picking out the house is a pain. Putting in the offers is a pain. Clearly what we do is a pain, the financing. Yep. yep. So what about how can you save me stress, surprises, and frustration? That's a good question to ask, because you and and because a lot of times when people are moving, they're they're already stressed. They they're going through transition. So how can we help them? How can you save how me frustration? Surprise. You know what my number one money, answer we're is? Save you frustration and stress. It's good. They should get started early. Get started early. Because yeah. if we do this proactively, do I mean, how many people will call us on a Saturday, and they're putting in an offer on? A Saturday. A Saturday. And now they have to do everything all at once. And in the matter of two hours. Kids are screaming. Mm-hmm. They're stressed out. They're thinking about the house. Uploading documents. They're anxious. Yep. Oh, I'm self-employed. Oh, my money's going to come to me through a trust for my uncle who died last week. Oh, I've got to think about my budget. i got to think about, oh, I don't, I don't know what monthly mortgage I want. Oh, you have to. Explain all this to you? I mean, yeah. So I think. What, what's my cash for clothes? I think this I don't is know. a really. I just really liked this house. Yeah. I, oh, I, oh, man. I think I need to relook at my budget. Th- this is a big one. I don't even know what I make. By putting off a certain part of it. And you could probably use this on even buying a deck. Y- yeah. You put it off long enough. You put yourself in a situation where now the time clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. And you're not able to make a good decision. So help me help you. But let's have this conversation when you have time to deal with this before you find yourself in an emergency situation. Yeah. Yeah. Start early with a professional. Yeah. But Jesse, I can call 1-800-MORTGAGE and they'll give me a letter in 15 seconds. Well, that letter is not going to help save you stress or surprises. It's going to end up causing. What do we have this morning in our team meeting? We're saving a deal because they had a letter, but it was... A quick, it was a quick letter. It quick was letter. apply online. Boop, boop, boop. Here's what you're approved for. Yep. And, and what, what happened? They Within found a, a home they loved. They went under contract. Oops. Can't do your Can't mortgage. do it. That's a surprise. It's a stressful surprise. And now it's a stressful surprise when you have this home that you love and you're under contract and you've told your kids and they've run through it and now they're attached to it and everyone's sad because you envisioned your kids were going to grow old in this little fun playground and blah 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 but now you can't do it because they did not do the work up front yeah what what are some other ways that if i asked you that question you would answer jesse i was listening to this podcast it's called straight talk podcast and they told me i'm supposed to call you and say how can you save me frustration stress and surprises i'm going to ask you questions i'm going to get to know what you i'm going to get to know you um, we ask good questions and the more questions you ask, the more, the more you learn. And 
I have a lot of experience, 10 years of experience helping four, what would you say, these three, four, three over the course of the yeah. years, three to 400,000 over, three, three to 400 families per year over these last yeah. 10 years. But I think the problem yeah. is that um, most people who are in the home finance world, the mortgage world, don't even talk to you. I know. So, so but I am going to do the opposite. I'm going to talk to you and listen. I'm just going to keep listening and use my experience to yeah. identify what you say yeah. that I see could come up later. Yeah. What holes could we step in later? What grenades are out there? And we're going to talk about all those now. We're going to just bring up all the holes, yeah. fill them so we can keep going. And my so, point is to whoever's listening, um, whether it's Jesse or not, Call the lender. Ask these questions. Yes. Because they're not going to want to talk to you. And if they're not going to want to talk to you, that's not your person. Keep going mm -hmm. until you find someone who will take the time to listen, who has long experience, a lot of units under their belt. And those people know that it's worth doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to save you money, stress. It's going to even help you get the home. Mm. Yeah. You know, the other one that comes to mind for me is to look at it. And this, if someone asked me this, I would say, I'm going to view your transaction like an underwriter. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to find everything up front that's going to go wrong. Yep. Because even with my experience, I still have things go wrong I don't see coming. But I've had so much go wrong now that I can look at this and not tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what's likely to happen and mm -hmm. look at it with a skeptical eye, which... Compared to the typical salesy world where someone it's, says, oh, you're going to be fine. Oh, it'll all be great. Yeah, but I'm going to do the opposite. That's not protecting, that's not protecting you as the I'm, client. So let's be proactive. Let's be protective over this big, emotional, huge financial decision that I'm making and look for what's going to go wrong. That's right. As much as we can see and be proactive. Yep. Fix what we can and move quickly and move together. So that then if things other things do come up, we, we've come up with backup plans. We've allowed time to fix it. Then we've gotten to know each other. Yeah. And we trust each other. So if something comes up that neither one of us see, which can happen because we're dealing with another human on the other side of the transaction. Yeah. And a lot of other third party things, then together we'll we'll work through it. Yeah. I don't think that people understand how often stuff comes up. That's completely even out of your control. Yeah. Or not even related to the mortgage. Mm hmm. Or something the customer didn't even know was wrong or didn't mm -hmm. know to tell us. Didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're dealing with people with babies coming, retirement, people passing away, divorce. I mean, there's things that you don't know that are going to be a major deal on our side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. Let me throw another one. Throw out another one. All right. I think that our market we're in is really hard right now. And this is not true just in Virginia where you and yeah. I are, are taping this, but all over the United States. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the question I would ask you and I would encourage people to ask would be in the market we're in with yeah. how hard it is to buy a home. What can you do to help me win? Oh, that's a, That is a good one. Like that one may be behind what's your experience it, and how many families have you yeah, helped. It is because if you... Um, what your rate is really doesn't matter if you don't have the house. Yeah. And it, or, it, or the loan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a team to get a, a house under contract these days. Yeah. Um, so well, what I can I, I do? I thought about that. 
You know one of the things you could actually do? What? I hadn't thought of this. You could tell them they're with the wrong realtor. Now, maybe they signed mm-hmm. an ink and blood on the dotted line. There's nothing they can do. But how many realtors are there in our town? What's the number? Oh, gosh. Um, a lot. I think it's over 6,000. I was going to say 4,000. So no, it's definitely over good. four. I think it's between, it's either five or six. I think it depends. I mean, the market's been really yeah, rough right, right now, it so it's probably is dropped. more like four. But, you know, I, I mean, how many expert agents there are to tell you what you really need to hear to come from experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do you and I see a sweet family who's totally striking out, and it's because you and I look at each other and say, Their these people are not getting, they're not getting good guidance. Um, I randomly had that this morning. Again, a past client after Thailand. Um, yeah, another client after. Wow. After Thailand. <laughs> um, yeah, a past client of ours who was asking about a house, and um, his agent just isn't moving very fast. Yeah. And he's losing. He's losing out because they're, they're, he's just not. That's crazy. I quickly. actually have that same thing going on. My client keeps losing out. It's not the same client because you and I haven't talked about this and yeah. is complaining to me that his agent's not moving quick enough to help him because mm-hmm. you have to move so fast in this market. Yeah. Wow. So, um, we know. So that, yeah, so that's one way we build a good team. We are a good team. Or good, a, good, a good person to be on your team. How about yeah. that? That's you need a better. really good lender. Right um, you need a really good lender. You need a really good agent. Yep. This is for, you know, just speaking about our small town, uh, it's a, a big, small city. So yep. we all know each other. Yep. So if you're coming to the table with an internet lender and a an part-time agent, yep. then that's a risk to the seller. And the seller's agent representing the seller is I looking at these different pre-approval letters to see what is the least risky what's the most likely to go through and yeah. who your lender is and who your agent is if they're not high quality local people that's a risk especially Absolutely. the lender that's one of the biggest places these homes go wrong um so that's that's a big one that that's huge and i don't think people appreciate how tough the market is all over the united states and, and also how much the lender and agent really matter mm-hmm. because guess who's listing the homes pros who are local, yeah. who've been in the business a long time and know who's good and who's not. Mm-hmm. And these pl- these places, these internet places, these discount lenders, they cook their goose over the past five years with doing crappy work. Yeah, I mean, they've got a bad reputation. And whether it's warranted for the work they are right now, when mortgage money was on sale at 3%, there was a lot of people doing crappy work and didn't care right. about their reputation, right. were, were way understaffed, making mm-hmm. promises they couldn't deliver on. Plenty mm-hmm. of families have terrible stories how... I mean, there's already very few mortgages close on time, but it was even worse. And those reputations are following those places around. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's another What's another thing, idea, or way you could help me win on a home I love? Okay. So aside from being on the team, aside from knowing the seller's agent, because kind of a little bit of an extension from that is we know them. So not only do they know us and trust us, but we're going to pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. And we're going to support support our client, tell the agent all the wonderful things about them and and about what we can do to make sure that we're helping the seller to, to close on time and and making them feel comfortable. Um we're also going to help them win by making sure they're really educated so yeah. that they can move quickly, confidently and comfortably. 
you have to you can sometimes you have to do some what can feel like risky stuff in these contracts waiving an appraisal for example yeah waiving an appraisal can sound really scary and you don't know if you can do it or not you know to you as the buyer you might think well if i waive the appraisal and the value comes in lower then i just have to pay the difference which is an option it's one option but there are others so if we have talked and spent some time together and gotten mm-hmm. you educated on mm-hmm. the numbers and how they work then we can teach you that you actually can waive an appraisal yeah and it's not so scary your loan actually doesn't really change yeah and you know one of the things you said was us calling the selling side and kind of doing a sales call where you rah rah our people yeah and we're rah rah our agent yeah. i mean it's Cheerleader. really and then we do another little thing we say is there anything that we should know that could help our client win because oh, fred yeah. and jane we we love we know each other uh, we, we'd love to be the strongest offer mm-hmm. and and you know they aren't probably supposed to say certain things and maybe they sometimes speak code but the more you gather and the more you're there and the more you're asking what does this seller want what does this seller what need this seller to make a winning offer these little things really matter when there's 10 offers on the table we win i know we win at a higher percentage than 1-800 mortgage oh yeah or cheapmortgage.com or even big bank around the corner just because we're there on a weekend that's another is you know are you available yeah. on the weekend I didn't think that's about that. when how many Contracts are written, Greg Howard? Who knows? Who knows? We're hearing the numbers 85% of contracts are written in the evenings and on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And, and let Outside me ask you of this. nine to five business. In the business world hours. we're in right now, how many people want to talk to you before they sign on the dotted line to make the contract? What percentage? So if you're helping 100 people or 10 on a weekend, how many want to talk with you within the hour or two before they submit the offer to go back over the numbers? I would say 60 to 70%. I was going to say. I was going to say 70%. Yeah. And, you know, the, everywhere else is shuttered. They're closed. These people don't have the info they need to make a good decision, and they lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, as someone who talks to you a lot, you are really on fire today. Oh, I'm on fire? I thought you were really good. I think good. you're asking me all the questions. Well, I trust you, and you're really good at what you do. So also do you some need a of mortgage? That, well, here's what I do know. Do you want to know, buy a house, Greg? I, I know that if I needed to buy a house <laughs> and I needed to call someone and ask financing, I'm not going to call and say, what's your rate? No. Because what I actually have learned is that most people aren't going to answer the phone. They're going to want me to go to their website and they're never going to talk to me. And that's a warning sign for me. And yeah. that although what's your rate does matter, and that's a seriously a important question at some point, that we learned today that other questions, probably the most important are, how many years do you have in the business? What kind of experience do you have? How many families do you help? Go read the reviews. See what the families say about them. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. and you and I know behind the scenes, you can block bad reviews. So be very skeptical. If you're wondering how everyone's five out of five, it's because we can put systems in place to block anyone that rates you at a four, seven or lower. But you can block, you, you can believe ours. We don't. I, no, we, we don't. We, I, I really, I, I, if I let red and everything's a five, I'm suspicious. I need to yeah. see, I need to see the 10% of people that are really pissed. Yeah. For some reason or not. I think it helps me believe the review. So that was number one. Mm-hmm. Number two was how can you save me money? Which mm-hmm. I think is really what they're trying to ask in the rate question. They just don't know there's other ways to do it other than just what's the interest rate. Yeah. The other one we talked about is how you can how can you save me frustration, surprises, and stress. Yeah. Save and the final money, one was 
how can you help me in this tough buyer's market win on the home I love? Mm -hmm. So to repeat again, experience. Yep. Years in the business, who they've helped, what their clients say about them. How can you save me from frustration, surprises, and stress? Um, what are other things you can do that save me money? Mm -hmm. And then how can you help me win on the home I love? So look, these folks who are listening, thank you for listening. Thanks. Um, we're saving you. I mean, this conversation may have just saved them $10,000. Yeah. Straight it talk. probably did. Straight talk about homeownership, wealth, finance. Mm -hmm. I think we did our job. I think so, I think too. we can slap a high five. And hopefully our, our clients, our, uh, our listeners are able to make a call. And whether it's to us or whatever their town they're in, I think a you local and I lender. both believe that a and professional, experienced local lender is really going to be the way to save money. And that's straight talk coming from us. Yeah. Ask a, lend a local lender. Ask them questions and make sure they're asking you questions. Yeah. And trust your gut, too. Yeah. And do your due diligence. It really matters, especially right now. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Listener, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Straight Talk. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Straight Talk podcast. I hope it's been time well spent. Do you have questions? Topics you'd like to see me cover? Want to connect? Just reach out to me, gregcowart.com. Now go make it a great day.